Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. They offer just about every battery under the sun, from car and truck batteries to batteries for your trail cameras and rangefinders. Select retail locations even offer cell phone repair and cracked screen repair. Find a local retail location at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Check out Dogs Are Treat at dogsartreat.com. And if you go to their website at checkout and enter the code HXP20% off, you will get 20% off of your entire order on all of their branded products. Leashes, tieouts, medical kits, paws are protected. Build your pack from the ground up and support a fellow houndsman that supports your lifestyle. Enter the code HXP20% off at checkout. Go to their website today at dogsartree.com. This is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in here. The original podcast for the complete houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Shoot up there! Yeah! 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 Good boy! Good boy, Ranger! Uniting houndsmen across the globe from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many, day, how many days a week do you spend on As much as I can, to be honest with you. Anytime that I get, I'm, I'm out there. Join us for every heart-pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else, I'm going to hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. Welcome to this edition of the Houndsman XP Podcast, and spring is in the air for sure. That means that all of the breed organizations are hosting their annual events. Great gatherings of great people. Whether you're in the West, uh, support your field trials out there, support your state organizations, and go and share some hunting stories. Get ready for uh, another full year of hunting. If you're in the East, that means coon dog events. That means English days, blue tick days, plot days, black and tan days, all of those great historic events. Don't pass up the opportunity to, to support a breed organization that is supporting your interest. And for this special edition of the Houndsman XP podcast, we are going to talk to David Williams with the American, American Plot Association, and they are going to be hosting their annual breed days at uh, Greenville, Tennessee on the weekend of uh, May 15th. So that's two weeks from now while you're in this podcast. Make your plans to go down there. If you're a bear hunter in the east, do yourself a favor and go to this huge bear hunter's rendezvous. It's at a great location. The grounds are great. And the American Plot Association is all about chasing big critters with brindle dogs and it doesn't matter bring your bring your other dogs with you as well your breed dogs there's going to be open bays there's all kinds of stuff but i had the opportunity to sit down with david and a couple buddies of his at, at uh, the wisconsin bear hunters association annual convention and we caught up and we talked about bear hunting we talked about all kinds of stuff you're really going to enjoy this episode before we get too far down the line, I forgot to announce our drawing winner for our contest we had at our 100th episode, and I want to 
give a shout out to John Case. John, thanks for your review on Apple Podcasts. I just want to tell you that that's what drives uh, the ratings and different things in podcasting is reviews. Whether it's Spotify or you go on to Apple Podcasts, wherever you can leave a review for us, we would really appreciate it. And John, we appreciate you taking the time to leave that great review and uh, emailing that to me and helping us out. So, John, you're going to get the prize package. I think there's Paws are Protected, some Houndsman XP gear, and a few other items that we're going to be sending your way for uh, getting involved in that contest. So I really appreciate that. The next big announcement is Houndsman XP gear is now available on the Dogs Are Treed website. We've got two hats there, new releases. Go to dogsartreed.com and check them out. And if you use the promo code HXP20% off at checkout, you can add a hat to your entire order that you uh, you make over there at Dogs Are Treat. Great people, great service, and we could really uh, use your support, and we would appreciate your support. So go to dogsartreat.com, check out the Houndsman XP gear there, and we're going to be adding some items uh, to that as we go along and developing that storefront there with Dogs Are Treat. Great partnership there. On the legislative front, things are winding down and uh, things are getting really quiet. What I want to tell you, though, is now is the time to prepare for next year. We've talked about this a million times, but if, if you're seeing an announcement on Facebook about a bill that's in the House or in your state legislature, you're probably way behind in the foot race there. So make sure you're preparing now, making contact with those representatives and uh, building those relationships so that they know who you are and what your name is and what we're all about. So don't have a lot of updates for you. Hopefully that's good news. Hopefully everything's going to die in committee that was out there. And, um, Lauren has been keeping everybody up to date on some things that we need to be doing through uh, uh, surveys and, and different things like that. So make sure you're going to our social media platforms and checking that out. Guys, I want to get right to this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your time. And hopefully I'll see you in a couple weeks at Breed Days in Greenville, Tennessee. Time to dump the box. Southern Hound Hunting Magazine is the most comprehensive magazine that represents your lifestyle as a houndsman. If you can hunt it with a hound, it is being covered in the pages of Southern Hound Hunting Magazine. You also get an in-depth look at the men and women who are engaged in this lifestyle, living it every day to the fullest. From the Rocky Mountains to the Southern Swamps and across the ocean with articles about our international houndsmen and what they're chasing across the pond. Go to southernhoundhunting.com, get your subscription for $15 a year. Southern Hound Hunting Magazine, promoting the fair chase experience. See how this is going to go if we're matching a blue tick, he just... <laughs> turns that down. <laughs> I'll just edit it out. I've got I've got the abilities to do post editing. Okay, stuff. good. We might say something dumb. Yeah, I've only got one blue tick at the house right now. You got to have a blue tick in the truck if you if you hunt out west. You got you got to have one. You got to have one. That's what everybody tells me. The trailing's pretty tough, and they like the blue ticks. The trailing. You know that the truth of it is, is. Uh, I don't think there's a hill of difference. <laughs> you know, you get, if you get a good track dog, you got a good track dog. It doesn't matter what color they are, and they come in brindle just like they come in blue. Yep. Yep. I wouldn't know. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, that's good. That's good. I haven't seen one, but we've heard we've heard it happens like that. I have seen them. Just like just like people say, I've I've never seen a good plot. It's like, well, 
I can introduce you to some people that would have one. Right. <laughs> Don't be looking at my box. Yeah, I think everything's pretty much rock, ready to rock and roll here. So introduce everybody. Hi, we got David Williams. I know that name for sure. President of the APA. We're going to roll this podcast out uh, so that it's a couple weeks. When you're listening to this, it should be within two weeks of the breed days. We're going to talk about that event. Um, but we want to talk about the American Plot Association and uh, what the what the uh, organization is and and what you guys do and stuff like that. So, David, introduce our guests. Well, Chris, we've got we've got some faithful followers here. We've got Chris Minert here with us on the air, and we've got Nick Kruger, and they come out to the most of the events we do and just jump in and and help put things together and and. Uh, we're all three and about 30 more, I think, just having a big time here at the Wisconsin Bear Hunter Convention. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of, uh, I don't even know what chapter this is going to be for uh, our, our podcast that we've recorded up here, but if you're a bear hunter, this is where it's at, especially this weekend. Oh, yeah. This is a big show. We've, we've been coming up here for several years and and really enjoy seeing everybody, a lot of our members. Uh, we get new first-time members every year. And every year we get a good opportunity to uh, upset some Walker guys or somebody to walk by with a different breed uh, shirt or something. You know, they're always good fun. Do you run into always any blue tick fun. guys? Are there any blue tick people in Wisconsin? Yeah. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, there is. I know quite a few of them, and they break them up pretty good. I'm not a, I'm not a fan, but that's just my way of life. What about vehicles? What about a guy that drives a Toyota? I got some viewers on that, but I'm not fans <laughs> of that. <laughs> well, Chris's wife successfully put a blue tick man into a uh, go hunt pot shirt yesterday. Is that right? She sure did. She's she's converted at least one up here. I don't remember his name. Yep, yep. Well, my uh, one of my co-hosts, Lauren Verani, she's got all blue ticks. Okay. So I haven't got her converted to try a plot yet. There's people that try them, people that do both. Mm-hmm. We're, as us, we're kind of colorblind, I guess. Some people are just slow learners. I can say that. You know, I mean, even when it's right in front of them. There's actually a, a, a theory behind that. It's a scientific theory called paradigm paralysis. You know, even when there is scientific evidence and clear proof in front of you, you refuse to change your position. Right. Yeah, I find so many people like that that, that resist hunting with a plot. I've seen that. I've heard that. I, what I hear from the people that uh, that are the the most uh, naysayers about the breeds is it's really unfortunate some of the dogs that people let go of that they should have called. Those dogs get passed down and passed down because a dog owner doesn't have uh, whatever it takes. The skill to call. Oh, uh, the a, yeah, an underqualified gotcha. dog. So that dog gets sold given away because somebody can't put it down well then that dog gets traded and the next thing you know uh somebody that somebody pieced together a pack of those called dogs he'll make a good pat, pack it, dog it fit their budget right well then somebody's in heat and you're breeding those dogs and so yeah there's a lot of places you can look there's a bunch of duds yeah oh and everyone everyone yeah. you know i always tell people like this i say you know it's like i know back home there's a lot of people that can work on a Chevy truck. I mean, Chevy was built for the ease of, I mean, you can interchange transmissions, you can change engines. I mean, you go to working on a Ford and it takes more of a skilled mechanic to work on a Ford. Wouldn't you agree, Chris? I don't agree with that. Yeah. Same way with a plot. I mean, right. anybody can, if a walker doesn't tree, you got a problem. But it takes a skilled houndsman to hunt plots. What do you think? Nope, nope. You just turn them loose. If they're bread rat, they'll do it for about anybody. <laughs> they'll fire off about every time, just like the old Chevrolet will. <laughs> hey, you don't have to wonder why they're missing either. Right. Yeah. They're going to be hitting on all eight. <laughs> no, we just had a good time up here. This is our favorite convention to come to. We go to the uh, Tennessee 
bear hunter convention also but the, this one up here in wisconsin these guys are just great uh carl and the whole crew i know carl actually from uh met him the first time hunting hog hunting uh he invited us up and and we've been coming every year since it's just for anyone that hasn't been up here there's not a convention like it this is the big time and that's that's like uh our event at, our breed days event we'll have this year in may there's there's nothing like it when you're talking to the, about the dog events but on the convention like we're here at now this is just great if there's something you want to buy something you want to see somebody that owns a dog in the state you're gonna have that opportunity here this weekend it's big time so what what uh what we're going to have in may uh, coming up our annual annual breed days event may push, 14th and 15th right yep saturday and sunday Fr friday and saturday friday and saturday, friday friday and saturday. we've pushed mm -hmm. that back from our march date because our tennessee covid restrictions haven't quite loosened up to what we thought they should so we're hoping by may they have they will but we're already geared up for a big time we've been ready for a year and 10 months for that's it, right you know <laughs> yep yep so it's actually the easiest year we'll have with it because it we pretty much already have everything we just have to remember where we put it mm -hmm. and uh and get going but we're we're really looking forward to that these guys will make the big drive down there yep. and uh, a whole bunch of people man there's not just wisconsin and we're up here we're center about central wisconsin now aren't we mm -hmm. yeah we got people from the north uh north wisconsin the up from maine uh, people come from everywhere yeah big, Mar Florida. big mark Dufresne. oh yeah we got can't a, beat that guy. We got a fellow that comes from Canada every year. Um, Several. Yeah. A few, yeah. few people from Canada come down. Mm -hmm. um, it's a big time. We have a good time. And it's it's an event that uh, just bear hunters show up. I mean, man, that's bear, it. Bear hunters, hog hunters, you right. know, and, and you'll see every color and stripe of dog. The first first breed days I went to, uh, the they had bays and there were mountain curs and, and everything in the bay pen and, and – uh, you know, so it's, but it is the American Plot Association breed days. I mean, it is a hallmark event for big game hunters. Yeah, yeah, and that's that. There's not another one like it, and that's that's um, what we we're talking about earlier. We're, we're not just filling up parking places with people coming to chase uh, champion points for their dogs. You know, you'll see some great dogs, best ones in the country, and we just try to make. Uh, different things for them to do just a, every different type of uh, activity we could think of for a dog to do we're going to do it at this time they may not all be for everybody but somebody any dog there is going to have something to do we're going to do a confirmation show a ukc confirmation show this year um we haven't had one in a really long time mm -hmm. didn't have much interest so we just go with what people tell us they want to see we do a few things that nobody uh, mentions. We, we've got a, a year to think about what we're going to do from one to the next, and we come up with some really bad ideas sometimes. <laughs> the, the, the water races are really neat. Yeah. That, that's fun. Yeah. Yep. Water races are good. Yep. Well, we, we come up, David come up with, uh, calls it the Platathon. Platathlon. Pl Platathlon. Yeah. We threw a few extra letters in there we don't even need. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll take, uh, in that event, we'll have dogs that swim in the same dogs. Uh, we've done it a couple different ways, but ultimately you don't even catch the dogs. So they'll run, they'll swim, and they'll bay all at the same time. Or not the same time. But in the but same race. In the same race. One okay. after another. Yep. And then we just accumulate, you know, score them at different stages along the way and accumulate those. And there's definitely nothing like that. We had a, a guy that I can't come up with his name. He writes a water race article for Full Cry. And he came out to our last breed days, 2019, and he'd seen it advertised, so he wanted to see how it was going to work. And he found me. We we're talking about it, and this guy knows everything there is to know about a water race. He's probably seen every one that's ever swam. Mm -hmm. He said, well, how, how do you feel this is going to go? I've, I've never really seen this before. I said, well, 
I've never seen this before either. Nobody's ever seen this before either, so we, we can learn together how this is going to go. And it, it went great. Everybody just loved it. And it, it was uh, – we try to do things uh, that flow good. Uh, if, if something's uh, taking too much time or there's a lot of standing around or people are waiting, we're going to clean that right up. That's mm -hmm. not going to happen again. And with this – with that event, that's never been the case. It even somehow flows smooth. Uh, we probably put – uh, 20 people to w work the thing, but it still, you know, works great. Right. What about, the, what about the uh, bear hunter relay that you, that you did there for a year? Is that still going on where you had the, the race up the mountain and you got to do some skills? Did that no, ever... we never, we never did it. We, it we, didn't take off. We never had the time to do it. Oh, okay. It sounded good. We were going to put some telemetry collars up on the big green mountain behind us and then drag sacks, uh, carry sacks around, weighted like, you know, carry an injured dog. And the only way we're going to be able to do that, I'm all for it. We'll do it in May. Actually, if you say go now, we'll do it in May. But yeah. it's going to have to be a day all by itself. Yeah. Because with scheduling wise, it just doesn't fit. There's mm -hmm. no way to make that something fast, and it we can't ever. We keep everybody hopping from daylight till dark, and there's not another hour in a day. So we could huddle. Since you've uh, reminded me about that, we've been promising for a couple of years we were going to figure out the timing. So it's going to be tough to fit in with all the dog events. It it has. That's what be. happened. Yeah. We just we ran out of daylight, yeah. basically. It'd have to be its own standalone day to really pull that off. Well, for me, I mean, uh, Eastern North, or I'm sorry, Eastern uh, Tennessee, where the event takes place, that is, you talk a bit about a historic breed of dogs. Came over here in 1750. No outside influence of, of French or, you know, French dogs. It's a purebred American dog. And where you have the event is like the cradle of bear hunting in the United States. You know, Western North Carolina, Eastern Tennessee, you know, that Appalachian is the breadbasket for all things bear hunting. That's where it all came from. And so to be able to go back there for an event like the, the APA Breed Days and celebrate the plot but it's also a celebration of of uh big game hunting in the united states and just the location it, it's it's uh, it's the funnel you not just the area think about how many have been down just the driveway right in front of the building so that road if you if you keep on going you're right at uh barry tarleton raised all those dogs and right tracy and ben jones you've got chris lowry right up there at houston valley you're right there at it you drive right by Yep. where you know our venue is to even get there so people have been coming either over viking mountain or or through uh however they choose to get there to get dogs for who knows how many dozens of years now yeah yeah and then if you go a little bit west and you get into north carolina and plot balsam and you know the home places of the plots and I mean, it's just, you can't say there isn't any place in the United States that has more rich history for bear hunting and, and a specific breed of dog. The plot is the North Carolina state dog, and you can almost see North Carolina. But the setting you guys chose with the, the big lodge and the rolling hills, uh, it's green that time of year, so it's beautiful. Uh, it's just a good setup. Yeah, we've got a pretty big footprint. So we, we, uh, you know, that, that was probably, as far as my time in office, that was our most controversial decision, was moving somewhere other than where we were in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. So many. I think it's the only time I've ever really gotten hate mail. Ah, boy, I got something, too. You know, if you move from here, the club's doomed. If you move from here, it'll never happen. Well, we've all voted about it there isn't any me making a decision we'd voted in that i'm telling you it's probably as close to 50 50 as there'd ever be we might have even put it to a i believe we put it to a membership vote uh, maybe in a way that it was a suggestion member feedback we got membership feedback and mm -hmm. then we based our board of directors decision from there and we came up with the majority in favor of moving well then it's all right well we, 
if we don't have a uh, hundred acres to fool with anymore, where are we going to do this? Yeah. And man, we looked at so many dozen places and this, it's a little bit tight. It, there's room for improvement uh, maybe on the, the venue, but um, it's beautiful and it, it works great. We make it work. It'd it is nice tight in there. I don't think you could, I don't think you could build another camper in place. No. On plot, <laughs> no. on on the on the breed days weekend. I mean, it's tight. I don't know how how they get them in and out. No, there there'd have to be two story tents to have any more people <laughs> stay in there. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't happen. And then as, as long as they're not two story out of houses and we don't make it, you know, that'd be bad. We do have to go around to the water race and stuff. We have to go yeah, drive a little bit around the corner there. Yeah, but it works out it's everybody follows along so right can't have everything at one place and we'd never get it all there so we'll see we'll i told the the people that own the place we'll stay with them until they run us off and they they haven't offered to run us off so we'll it's just uh i tell you how we came up with where we wanted to be you know what you said about the history is great but we just looked at where our our members are coming from mm -hmm. and we just pulled out the map and drew a big circle and said we need to be right here where 40 26 and 75 kind of come together which is knoxville or johnson city you know and uh that's pretty much right where we found the place yeah it's great so what we work on trying to figure out who to try to keep happy is our membership we know we know who our hardcore supporters are and everything and they they um so many more people i'll never understand it you get two thousand people there then at the end of the day or the end of the month you're going back and looking and you're making a mailing and you've got eight or nine hundred members I, I don't know why the rest of them aren't but we we know who are who is and where they're coming from and that's who we really want to you know be make comfortable and work out with their scheduling and different things and so we'll we'll see you know maybe the the west the uh, western part of wisconsin these carl and these guys have wanted us to try something up here for a number of years and uh, well when do you do it you know you when do you come to wisconsin when there's not snow you got a small window because when the weather gets nice then everybody's ready to start baiting you know their yeah their hunting spot well training season comes in up here july 1 yeah you're getting baits out you're getting dogs in shape you're doing all this stuff you know Dakota 283 offers you unparalleled protection for your hounds. We're talking about military grade kennel crates. Uh, I got, got one of these two door kennel crates here at the house. It is super heavy duty. It's got slap latches on it that are stainless steel, easily fits in the back of an SUV, or if you're traveling with a camper shell, it's a great way to keep your dog protected while you are traveling. You just gotta check out their Dash Series. This is a watering system, and I've used a lot of these portable waterers over the years, but this system is all integrated into one unit, and the way it's designed out of high-impact plastic, the water stays in the tank when you're not using it because you can put a plug in it. Check them out. Uh, the 3.5 is also compact enough that I can store it behind the seat of my pickup truck while I'm out hunting when it's super cold. I've had exterior tanks before, and as soon as I go to cold climates, then I've got to figure out how I'm going to get water to my hounds, and the dash takes care of that. So check out Dakota 283 at dakota283.com, and at checkout, enter the code HXP10 and get 10% off of your order. Yeah, there, there ain't a lot of time between winter and training season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, tell me about the uh, tell me about the support base here in Wisconsin. Big I, big I, bear hunting state, big great organization. What's your base like up here? I tell you, we we'd have to to really uh, count out you know individual members to see what state most of our members are in and it's probably wisconsin now i know at one time it was north carolina tennessee's not very far behind them but but seeing the numbers of, of people that renew their memberships and things here 
uh, those are definitely the top three states, I'd say, and uh, Virginia and West Virginia aren't too far behind them. But yeah. that's um, uh, Michigan, for for whatever reason, we, we probably have uh, half the numbers, probably a third of the numbers of, of members in Michigan as we do in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. But, no, it's it's the uh, – we claim the best of the best is, uh, is who makes the cut and who we have on our on our membership. And that's why it's so fun to drive up here. It's it's a long way, but, man, getting to see all these folks. Some of them can't ever make it to breed days, uh, you know, but we get to see them up here. And it's a great time. Yeah. Well, tell us about the tell us about the association. How long how long's the APA been been around? They tell me it was uh, 1986, and it's written somewhere as 1987. I was a little kid, so I, my memory doesn't apply. But the um, the way I understand it, they started the club just to promote the original breed standard for the plots, mm-hmm. which it you know it varied some from the way it was originally originally written. So if you look at the club as only that, um, that's it, it's doing that pretty well. It uh, uh, just uh, I guess two years ago now the UKC changed the breed standard back to pretty close to the original plot standard. So some some would say that that was the whole reason the APA was in existence. I, you know, at the time it was founded, that was probably the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the clubs evolved uh, past that. From my perspective, I think really now um, it's more about promoting um, plots that hunt big game. Right. That's just the way I see it. Now we we have a, a lot of members that all they do is uh, confirmation shows with their dogs, and we have several members that just coon hunt their dogs. So that's mm-hmm. perfectly fine. Just what I notice when. We go through the names and we see the people and what they do. We've got guys with just top level bear dogs uh, is the majority of our membership. And seeing all those guys together in what's usually March, but you know this year will be in May. It's just you can't find all those people together anywhere else. It's just a great time. Yeah, yeah. Um, how many members does the APA have now? approximate uh, what, do you, what do you run a year we we usually have about 800 members mm-hmm. so, so it's so. not a big organization no no we just uh that's what it usually averages out to I'm, I'm sure last year was was way lower you know we had no live events at all last year right we, we didn't we had um we did a booth at the tennessee bear hunter convention and uh we you know we had some people you know renew uh, several hundred, I'm sure, but not anything like we normally have. But what uh, what we do every year, our big thing is, other than just gathering people up, is the book we make every year. The Brindle book. The APA Brindle book. I'm really proud of it. I've I've got I got conned into the job in uh, 2011. I was asked if I would help put together the book. Well, I was big on helping with whatever you know, build mm-hmm. a fence. Or, yeah, build a book. Well, I don't know how, but sure. Well, then a newsletter later that turned into a oh, Williams here. He's going to put the book together. I remember that letter. Yeah, well, that was news to <laughs> I was me like, too. Who's, who's <laughs> David Williams, and why is he putting a book together? Yeah, and he's from Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I was thinking. But uh, so I spent a lot of time on that 2011 book, and I really like it just as well as anyone we've done. But um, taking the time to gather all that stuff up from these the the members and seeing what stories they have or what they what they say about their dogs they're raising you know and mm-hmm. and the pictures that they put up man some of those guys out west send them some pictures they ought to win awards for it's just really cool yeah and and uh what i'm really proud of is is we have the reality just a really small group of people that put any effort into actually putting it together not counting at all not not talking at all about the people that participate in sending material mm-hmm. but we have a extremely small number of people that actually put the book together and but we're so hands-on i mean picky as picky gets and i guarantee i've got some commas wrong and 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 some names 
probably not spelled right in there somewhere but as far as the layout of the content there's a lot of thought put into everything there is and and uh, I'm kind of competitive by nature so when we started this operation I signed up with every club there is that puts out a book mm-hmm. I got them all the Walker books and blue tick books the black and tan book the other plot book and the only thing I've ever found uh, went through all of them trying to find something they're doing better than what we're doing room for improvement mm-hmm. um, we don't send out a hardbound book the uh, black and tan and uh, the blue tick clubs do that makes it really nice but that's the cost we just couldn't really justify sure but as far as when you open that cover and get inside there's not any comparison so if if your podcast are are finding the people that everybody's heard of that breeds their dogs and talking about what they how they do it or or who's up um on the front lines uh fighting for your hunting rights that's what writes into us every year and you put all this stuff together and it's just great seeing all this stuff and that's a lot of work. I wish somebody would say, hey, I wish I could help with one sometime. That's just never really going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, you just you just sealed the deal for anybody getting involved, too. I just want yeah. you to know that. Uh, there's no false hope. I, I'm, I live in reality here. <laughs> there's no false hope. You know, the thing, uh, about, the thing about the APA, uh, if you open up that Brendel book, it is a classic piece of history. Every single one that comes out is a classic piece of of history for the plot breed. Um, but then you go back to the membership, like you were talking, um, when you look at the membership roles, if that, if there's a plot guy out there, that's a serious hunter, he's going to be listed in the back of that rental book. Right. He's, his name is going to be there. And that's, that's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. We're proud of that. So we, we just try to, spend that extra effort every year to make sure we're giving people stuff to be proud of uh, a couple of the books uh, some people probably weren't all that proud of we've done the best we can some years we hit it better than others you know yeah um but they they uh and things are are left out here and there and i we all feel bad when they are just it's an accident it's you know we've uh for old Dan Luke in Vermont, we've we've le- I I have left his uh, paid advertisement out I think two years in a row, and that's somebody I'm familiar with. We talk on the phone every few months, and it's just random, completely random. But there's uh, so we make the changement, we make adjustments and changes when when anything like that comes up. We huddle about how to prevent this again. So we've got. We've got, uh, I guess you call them fail safes now. It, it may not be foolproof, but, but we have some. We improve things every year, so that things can't be overlooked and forgotten. Mm-hmm. And it probably still will. In in other books that uh, members too, it's uh, you know I probably won't see my name spelled the same way on two pages facing each other. But you know, we we try not to have anything like that. And, and uh think some of that'll be payback for when you were in, some of it'll be payback for when you were doing the book by yourself probably, probably <laughs> so. but th- this year uh, i'd say uh by breed days are, are members that um were signed up in 2000 in 2020 will already have their book they're they're printing at this time this is the uh, we're in uh, the end of march and uh Tricia Butler, our director, put up this whole book together. Uh, didn't have any help doing it. Um, I was supposed to be the help. I pretty well failed on that. We we were pretty preoccupied. But I looked through it before they printed. It's great. It's it's not going to have any. Uh, well, we had one. I, I said we didn't do any. We had a, an event in Virginia last year that was uh, before or after. I don't remember which. The the. Hardest June. blow of the COVID restrictions, but it was in June. Okay, so I went so down for it. We we had the the one event that we got pictured, you know, but right. uh, we're we're missing uh, you know pages that would normally go with stuff like that. But the content is just great. It's just uh, I told her she did just a wonderful job. I can't wait for members to see it. 
uh, hopefully get it here in the next few weeks and yeah yeah. Then we'll start making one for 2021. So far, we've probably got 200 uh, members here in Wisconsin that are ready for one. They signed up the last right. couple of days. Right. So uh, let's let's talk about the things that how important is membership to you, and what can they do to. Um, how can they become more involved? You know, what do you, this is your opportunity, David, I'm putting it out there. This is your opportunity to talk to a membership on a pretty broad base and hear your voice. You know, what, what sort of things do you need from the membership? We need, if uh, someone has an idea or something that's, uh, they feel pretty strongly about, man, it'd be nice if those guys would do this specific thing a different way. You need to tell us that. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not jumping up and down and slapping somebody first, but just say, hey, why don't you guys do this? And and everybody does, I feel like. there There's some stuff I'm sure, you know, we don't hear, but we try to go with at least consider every every single thing brought up. But you have to have more of that. You have to have that constantly. You need feedback from the membership. Yeah, feedback not only about our operations, but um, the main thing to focus on is our book. That That's what uh, I, f I feel like could get stale if people weren't trying as hard as they're trying to, to keep it refreshed every year. Mm -hmm. If, uh, man, if half of our members are really a much smaller percentage than that, but we'll go with half. If half of our membership would share something with us for a book man they'd be bigger than anyone we've ever done right there's so many interesting people that you just talk to here and there at a show or you know somewhere like this and they they brief you on a oh they could have a real wild story or man they could have uh, raised one of the best dogs anybody's ever seen it'd be so great to have something like that written down and we could include it in their book the hesitation I hear from people, well, uh, I'm not a writer, not a writer, not a professional photographer. Mm -hmm. You know, none of us are. Right. You know? But if you get something scratched in there, you know, there's people that get paid that we pay that uh, do the book for quite a few years. I was the one that did it. But now, we, you know, we've got people, it's part of the bill. We'll just get them something they can halfway make out scribbled in blood on a napkin and they'll top it up you know and uh we don't need any great professional layout work you just send in some pictures maybe a sketch of how you want a, an ad to look like or if you send in a story uh you know we've had not mentioning rex minor's name but uh some <laughs> some people have, have taken uh, uh paper and elmer's glue and cut pictures into circles and stuck them on different pages and said this is exactly how i want this to look hey Anything that gets the point across is fine. Uh, but that that's the main thing that we need from a membership is, is help. We won't even say putting it together, but it, it help contribute with, with material. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And the people that do, you can't thank them enough. It's just great. Uh, it's always it's always great stuff. And, and we look at, you know, there's been rare occasions people have sent in some uh, hate mail about somebody else. We don't put that stuff in there. Right. Right. We, we look over everything. We we may have missed something here and there, but but I just think each somebody's got a really good story out there, or they've got a really good dog. They might be shy to talk about. Mm -hmm. We need to hear about those dogs. Yeah, and what everybody's got and what's doing good. That's what I like to see. Yeah, and uh, I think it's good to as far as their operations part of it man we need people that haven't ever served on the board of directors haven't ever been any form of officer uh nominated at a membership meeting to hold some form of office and help us make some decisions on this and that you get uh you know everybody in any type of volunteer clubs heard the same thing uh we've done this for 20 years we, we can't do it that way somebody will be mad they're used to seeing it this way and that's as far from the way i think as you can get 
Yeah. We've got, if we've done something for 20 years, we're going to change it now. We shouldn't have been doing it this long. Mm-hmm. Even if it's working, it doesn't matter. You've got to change with the times. And, and um, maybe it's getting outdated having a book. I don't know. If somebody else has a great plan of something else to do, we'll do whatever that is. There's got to be something easier to put together than a book. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't that's know. the best maybe, thing we got. Maybe we'll make a movie every year. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Everybody loves our book. It really is. I mean, it's a big hit. Uh, You can see it every year about this time of year. It's like, where's my Brindle book? You start seeing it on message boards and Facebook and, you know, wherever. I haven't got got my Brindle book yet. Is it out? No, it's another week out, you know. And and so, yeah, everybody looks forward to that for sure, for sure. Well, we've talked about timing. So we've been blue in the face about it. it. We have to wait until the end of December to print the book because you can sign up for membership all the way until the last day in December. Mm-hmm. Then you're entitled to book. So if we get the book done, you know, what we always shoot for, you get the book done through the late summer into the fall. So best case scenario, the first day of January, you do that last page that has the membership roster, and that's your mailing list, and you send it to print, and in a couple of weeks, you send it out. But here's reality. So when those things need to be proofed, we put all this together. Now, that comes to us in like September, October, November, December. Mm-hmm. Our whole board of directors is in the woods <laughs> killing stuff during those months. So <laughs> there you go. You've heard it first from me. That book is not a priority through uh, the kill season in most of the country. So we'll get right back on it, but it does have a pause. And it would be great. Maybe if somebody that doesn't hunt anymore and really likes uh, editing books wants to jump in there, man, we could turn one out quick. Right. We could, we could have one out by the second week in January, but that's just the truth about how it really works. Uh, it takes. Well, I see a golden opportunity here. At breed days, there are going to be several people there that are going to be there for that confirmation show that don't hunt their plots. You need to be, we, we need to be recruiting out of that group. Hey, that's, I'm, I'm all there you for go. it. I'm all for it. Yeah, we, we could, we, we could turn anybody away. <laughs> No, yeah. Chris has done a great job with this year's book, but I think it's safe to say she won't touch another one. She, she's frustrated when I talk to her about the lack of the help, and, and it is frustrating. I, I, maybe through the years I've just kind of accepted that you don't. It, it's just uh, it's hard to get somebody to help you because you don't know what to tell anybody to do. Um, I'll explain a little bit more. So I, I would say we're the only group that does it this way. The easy thing to do, was probably a lot more common to do, is you, you have a publishing company making the book. So what I'm sure I'm positive other similar organizations do is you just have the membership send the material straight to the place that's making the book. Mm-hmm. You don't have a middleman. You don't have a club editor, editorial committee or anything like that. So whatever gets sent in, it's sent in and they make a book out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, then you open one of those books and you have a three inch by three inch picture on a eight by 10 white page. You say, well, what happened here? What happened is you didn't have somebody that cared about what was going on with the book. You had, you know, commercial process being completed. Well, we don't do it that way. We want to see what every page looks like. And boy, I'm sure they really don't like it when I even call them, but we're we're picky about how everything looks. Houndsman XP is very proud of our partnership with the organization Freedom Hunters. Freedom Hunters is a nonprofit organization that takes America's veterans hunting from field to field, from the battlefield to a field near you when you volunteer your time to take America's warriors hunting with you and your hounds. It's easy. Go to houndsmanxp.com, click on the partnership tab and it will take you to Freedom Hunters. You can go direct to their website to make donations at freedomhunters.org. Support America's heroes. Let's pay it back. Visit 
Freedom Hunters at freedomhunters.org or go to houndsmanxp.com and you can find them on our website from field to field. But you want you want that you want that personalized touch. I mean yeah. it's it's the APA is still and and plot hunters in general are still a tight knit family of houndsmen. And you want a personal touch because you don't you you don't want somebody's story or somebody's hard work. Their their life's work is going into this dog that they're sending you a story about. <laughs> And you send it off to somebody that doesn't have any personal investment in that. And like you said, it's a commercial process. We produce your book. Here it is. You know, they're not concerned about, they don't know that guy in the picture. You do. Mm -hmm. That's the good part about our organization is we're all friends and our our dogs brought us all together to hunt together to David comes up for my daughter's JDF, JDRF walk. To, to do that. I mean, that's that's true friendship that we gained over a dog. What's a JDRF walk? What is that? Uh, juvenile diabetes. Okay. My daughter's got diabetes, my yeah. youngest daughter. Which not a, it's a great, not a good thing, but it, it's a great organization to support. It shows, it shows, the, shows his. What yeah. he does for us is come up here for that, which I don't have a lot of friends that do that, you yeah. know. And we did it off of, off of a dog, mm-hmm. you know, pure simple. All our, I got more hunters there than we do other people on that little walk it didn't i think it the dogs brought us all together mm-hmm. i guess brought yeah. a, a great family like you just brought up as made me think about that is the family that we are right because of the dogs yeah we, we know people from all over and all stick together and brag about our dogs or whatever just because it's fun yeah you guys you sit know. around and brag a little bit well, brag about your dogs, brag about your hunts, you know, stuff like that. It's more conversation, I guess, than bragging or whatever. We just It's nice to talk. Yeah. And when we hunt together, it's not my dog did this. It's look at what we did today. We, right. had, a, we had a good time today. Yeah. It wasn't this person's dog did this and your dog did something wrong. It, there's none for any of that. Right. It's we're all hunting and having a good time. Yeah. That's why I like the group that we are, I guess. <laughs> I don't like badmouthing. So what, what um, I don't know what to ask now. I mean, you pretty much covered, it, it's just a it's just a great group of people that work good together and, and just want to get out there and get after it and have the best dogs they can to, right. to do that with and then support each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and um, that's what I found in Hounds and, Plots aren't exclusive to that. I mean, um, I've seen it with other houndsmen before, too. You know, a local coon club, somebody's family member has a serious medical condition, and you see these people just come together to raise thousands of dollars for their kids' right. kids' medical condition or whatever it is, and, and patriotic people and stuff like that. But... Uh, um, yeah, I think it's a pretty common thread among houndsmen is in general, you know, we work with a group called freedom hunters where we take, um, veterans out hunting on hunting adventures and stuff and, and houndsmen step up to the plate every time, Mm -hmm. you know, they step up and say, yeah, you know, they're patriotic. They, they, they want to be involved. So it's definitely a bond that's not easily broken. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. We just did our first, uh, who did we get that kid from? USSA. Yeah. United Special, United Special Sportsman's Alliance. Okay. Yeah, we just took a handicapped kid this year. Okay. It was, a, it was a blast. It was Was that the of Hunt fun. of a Lifetime? It's like the Hunt of a Lifetime, but it's not. Hunt was, of a Lifetime is a different organization. Did, so, that's not the one. I had a buddy that came from Idaho to participate in a hunt like that. No. That no. wasn't ours. Okay. This was an. It's another organization. There's, there's a, a lot of organizations sure. that yep. do the. There's the one doing the raffles down there right now for another. I can't think of the name of it right now, but yeah, special needs kids are raffling off guns right now, and all the money's going to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. which great. We were down there supporting that, and then we mm-hmm. just had. So we've done that, and I know David's taking some veterans and stuff like that. It, it to me that it was fun. 
makes us more than dumb bear hunters. Right. <laughs> it gives us a reason to go hunting. You know, I think to, I think it's uh, in our current situation. There are things that we need to be doing to secure the future of hunting with hounds. Right. And when we make an investment in something bigger than ourselves, like you know, kids with with special needs, medical needs, whatever, or we invest back in our veterans, or you know, coon hunters have raised millions of dollars for uh, uh, children's hospitals across the United States. Any time that we can invest ourselves in something like that, outside of just our own special interests, then it it secures our place and gives us a more credible voice in in our community and society it's so important it's mm-hmm. so important and uh so is uh does apa ever get involved with any legislative issues do you guys you guys do any political stuff or is it no, just w- promotion w- of the plot out well uh according to the uh, the tax man we can't directly the way our organization is set up we can't be directly involved in um religious or political issues things like that what we do participate in is um is promoting the groups that do mm-hmm. so just like being here yeah and and we um you know we advertise for for free in our books or our social media sites wherever we can for the, the groups really trying to do a good job, just getting to meet these guys from uh, Hunter's Nation. Is that right on the Wolf deal? Yeah, yeah, Hunter, right Na- Hunter's Nation. Man, yeah. what a what a what a group those guys have have done. So we'll, we'll donate whatever we can to them, uh, advertise for them wherever we can. We, we'll get uh, and you know, we try to to draw interest and support to all the all the different. Uh, state bear hunting clubs to help them with their you know with their season dates and, and their their opportunities you know yeah but as far as what who we can actually write a check to i i can't give you the specifics uh now because i'm not really the, the one that knows all that but i the way i understand it we can't directly give to those causes unless we changed around some things with the you, know, you can't march on things. you can't go to the state capitol and lobby and and do things like that you're a 501c3 seven seven okay yeah, yeah. so you're probably a little more restrictive than yeah. a three because a three is no more than a reasonable amount of political activity and then as you go down the line it starts tightening up a little bit in different you know different parts so but but see carl uh, up here uh sotel he's he's been uh helping sarah and i uh in this last year you know do some things different we're we're kind of maxing out the limitations of our current setup, and and he's just uh, man, that guy's great at everything he does. He hooked us up with um, I don't know if it's the Wisconsin Bear Hunters accountant or somebody he worked with with his personal job, but he had some good uh, solutions for us and and a way to um, uh, to to re uh, I don't know adjust the club in in a way that. You know, we could give directly to the whatever we felt like we wanted to, you know. Mm-hmm. And it just takes some time and some money to do it, but he, he seemed to be a good resource for guidance on how to even go about that. Well, I, th- I think, you know, there are, like we've already said, you got you got groups like Sportsman's Alliance, you got Hunter Nation. Uh, you know, there's groups set out, up out there that are solely, that's their sole function, you know, to do that. And so these groups like yours – just need to support those people. I, I tell and, you, I, I think the groups like that Hunter Nation, I don't know that guy's name. I never met him, never even seen their sign before yesterday. But a place like that, that so this Hunter Nation, they're the ones that, that sued Wisconsin and made them have a wolf season. Right. This is all information I'm getting over the last two days. So it was legal to do, but yet the DNR didn't make a season. Mm-hmm. So the Hunter Nation, I don't know on what behalf, but either way, through a lawsuit pretty quick, uh, said, all right, well, this has you know, been voted on, so you have to have a season and have it now. So, boom, they got a season. They right. killed 200 and something wolves. It's the best thing that you could have done for people that turn a dog loose after anything in the whole state. Groups like that, mm-hmm. to me, are uh, 
there's not that many of them that are really aggressive. You know, an, an aggressive group, not somebody just sitting back saying, well, yeah, send us in a membership. Uh, we'll send you this, 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 and just don't worry, we've got you back. I see the guys that just jump out there. They, they've got somebody's face, not somebody's back. They're they're making things happen. Yeah, yeah. That just fits my style. I like being aggressive. <laughs> if you're going to do something, make sure somebody knows you're doing it. I mean, just do it. So, what kind of plots you hunt? Gritty plots. A lot of grit. Yeah, there we got rough dogs, but I I'm, <laughs> we're going to talk about our dogs. I like. The, <laughs> I like the trail dogs, but but no, they the males would be rough, and the feet, yeah, they get rough. Yeah, but that's just uh, I think that's about any of them. You should have you should have that. Yeah, yeah. Well, any closing thoughts? What's the APA mean to mean to you? Mean to me? Yeah. Um, just like you said, just a great group of people, and everybody's buddies and hunting buddies and just great people it's just like one big utopia kumbaya <laughs> david never bear gets, hunting yeah. yeah david never gets any dissension any you know never any disagreements in the apa it's all lollipops and rainbows right uh the last hours went real smooth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> chris what's, what's the apa mean to you that's a big family big family fun yeah. uh, my kids and my wife being involved in it, being a treasurer, is, it's been a great thing for all of us because um, just brought us all together with a whole larger group of people. Made a lot we've, of new friends. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And we've we've researched the plot breed since I've been a kid. My dad did, and when we got into it when I was a little kid and started researching it and followed it all the way through, and we had friends in, in it, and now we have a whole great, vast more variety of friends. and Yeah. And family, or consider him family, because what's your dad's name? Rex, Rex Miner. Yeah, Rex Miner. I've seen his ads in the in the Brindle book before. That's the ones he's talking about. That he's got to have them right to the T. <laughs> yeah, it's how he makes his page, and he wants yep. it to look like that when it comes out. And he's pretty fussy. We've been taking over some of his pictures because Ma's been a little rough with the camera. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so my wife's been putting her own pictures in place of the ones Dad puts in. So. <laughs> just to help out with the hats but yeah it's it's been a lot of years of fun that's good that's good david got any closing thoughts about anything uh i appreciate what you do highlighting these different things and and coming up here and and talking to the different people that have taken the time and the expense to come out to the wisconsin convention and and all the other places you travel i think that's just i think this is just another great channel to get uh stuff out there not everybody reads the uh, the magazines and not everybody's web surfing and i don't think anybody believes anything that's on a news channel so just listen to this i think you're getting a lot of good information out there and i like it yeah that's that's the best thing about producing the podcast is uh you know being able to go out and meet different people and you always find that common thread among houndsmen and uh it's taken i've been fortunate and blessed and been able to to and a good wife that supports me and and i mean i've had plots in arizona this last year where i've been in arizona uh montana idaho hunted in texas and louisiana i mean i've been all over and meeting people all, all along the way so yeah I, I i applaud you david on all your hard work your dedication to the apa and its membership we've had talks off the air uh i know that you care deeply about your membership and your organization and uh you know you do want to hear from people and and if you got an idea out there kick it out there but don't be surprised if you say hey you know what'd you tell me yesterday if you come up with an idea just do it you have my full support <laughs> there you go yeah uh no, that's that's great. I appreciate you having us on, and and I think um, I I think this could uh, this could be a good uh, opportunity with your podcast to to talk to you know all kinds of different plot guys and and uh, you know just people for the hunting rights in general. 
but what on our end what what i i feel like be the most proud of of our association is how much better today uh, i like to give our whole organization credit for, for being the cause i feel like the quality of plot dogs that you see today is higher than it has ever been i think it improves every year mm -hmm. some people don't believe a word i say if that's their choice but that's just what i see because if <clears throat> I, I think it's common sense if you're if you're in the you know way years ago you're you're reading in magazine you're writing letters to try to get to breed to somebody's dog uh man now you see what people have you can meet people so easy you can get to people so easy then the the different events we put on to have everybody have a good time think about how many dogs there you know how many crosses wouldn't have happened if somebody hadn't met the other guy right you no know, that's uh that's the whole every dog we have is from breeding dogs of people we met at the uh, apa events the dogs are way better than they were before we started going right I, th I think the large majority of everybody's just like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what makes it worth doing for me. Well, yeah. I appreciate your time, guys. Well, thank you. Thanks. Everybody needs to come out to uh, tell us where tell us where Breed Days is. We well, didn't we didn't exactly narrow that down. It's in Greenville, Tennessee. Just go like you're going to Ben Jones's house and hang a left, you know, after you're getting it into the straightaway. <laughs> All right. But yep. if you haven't been there, it's uh, 265. Camp Joshua Lane, Greenville, Tennessee. It's going to be the 14th and 15th of May. Uh, you can stay somewhere in Greenville, Tennessee. If you Google you up something, and uh, about 15 minutes from town, we'll, we'll even feed you dinner when you come. That's right. I mean, it really is. It's like a rendezvous. There's always a you know a fire in the in the big fireplace there in the evenings and and people hanging around and telling hunting stories it's it's truly an event for somebody that loves hounds it really is so guys we got a way we we close these out the same way every time i enjoyed talking to you hope i get to see you in greenville uh but until then you follow your hounds and i'll follow mine that All sounds right. good thanks a lot thanks thank you